Hey guys, welcome to Electronic Dance Money, your number one business resource for making money as electronic musicians and producers. Well, we are back with another episode of Electronic Dance Money. I'm your host, Christian Casido, and we've got Wyatt back from Daw Nation. Wyatt, how are you doing, dude? Man, I'm doing so good. I'm so stoked to be back here. I love doing this with you, man. I know. This is going to be a fun one. The last one we did was awesome. We, was, we were jumping into like sales funnels and stuff, <laughs> which is, I think that's still one of the highest downloaded episodes. One of them. It's Get out of like here. Stop five. it. Don't you butter me up. It was it was a great episode, and I'm sure I hope my audience flipped over to because we split that episode in half. I posted the first half on mine, and the second half was on yours. So I'm sure some people went over and listened to it on your end. If they if you didn't, definitely go do that because it's it's made to be a two parter. You got to listen to both parts to kind of get the full picture. So, um, what have you been up to though, man? Man, okay, so we talked in December. Is that right? something like that it was close to the beginning of the year yeah so so if it was close to the beginning of the year now yeah, we're it was in, december it was yeah. definitely december and now we're in august right so we're, mm-hmm. holy crap so it's been eight months uh yep. freak man okay so for the last eight months really what i've been working on is the infrastructure of the company so for those um even if you're early on in your career right now this is probably one of the biggest pieces of advice that you that i could give you right now which is preparing for growth Everyone, so we as, we as producers, we as, we as marketers, we as uh, business people, what we want is growth. That's like what we crave, right? It's like you, you want progression. You want, you want growth. And so when the worst thing, the worst feeling in the world is not getting growth. It is getting growth, but not being ready for the growth. That is like, yeah. oh, crap. Uh, we are not ready. Oh, like, because at that point, it's, it's like you just spent all this time building this fire. And then you're like, oh, crap, what are we going to do with it? What are we doing with this fire? Oh, th- we're supposed to cook. We're supposed to, what are we doing? You know what I mean? And so right now preparing for that, actually laying the proper foundation for the growth is the biggest thing that I could encourage people to do. And so that's what we've been doing for last, uh, for last eight months. So, um, Christian, the last time that you and I talked, we had that, we had that like eruption of growth and you know, everything that we've been doing, all the seeds that we've been sowing for the last couple of years finally hit. And it was a stark reality when I realized, holy crap, we do not have the infrastructure for this. You know, and that ranged from anything from people wanting to do all these podcast episodes, to people want to do all these courses, to all the social media content that need to be finished, to paying people out, to paying off bills, to like, like literally there was just so much that had to happen to the point where it's like, I, I can't do this by myself. There's no way, you know what I mean? And so, so really what I've been doing ever since then is I have really, really doubled down with creating a, uh, or, or, or optimizing our project management system. So for those who don't know about ClickUp, ClickUp is like the greatest thing on earth. Like that is, I'm not an affiliate by any means. Like, like literally just go get it for free. Don't use any. What's ClickUp? ClickUp is like, you ever had like Asana or Trello or anything like that? You ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ClickUp is like the really, really intense big boy version. Okay. Um, they just have like the, the amount of detail that you can put it into ClickUp is insane. So 
really, I mean, at the end of the day, really what it is, is it's project management. It's like, okay, where is everything? What are we working on? What are the steps? What is step one, step two, step three? Who's this assigned to? What's the due date? You know, you put notes in there. Okay, this is, this needs to wait till next Is it like a CRM? It's, it's not, I mean, it can be used as a CRM. Like, I mean, because CRMs are more so, so for those who don't know, a CRM stands for um, customer relationship management, right? Is that right? Yeah, 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 yeah. that's, that's right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, um, and really a CRM is to, is to manage like customers, you know what I mean? Like, like ClickFunnels or, or Thinkific or whatever, like you have all of your emails in there and you can manage the relationships with there, know what they've bought, know what they have and know what their email is, so you can contact them, so on and so forth, right? Where this is specifically for your behind the scenes operations for your business. It's like for you, the way that it'd work out for you is like, okay, here's all the episodes that I'm working on. What's the status with all of them? Okay, this one needs to be edited. This one needs to be recorded. This one's ready to be released. This one has a problem. We need to go back and fix it. And instead of keeping it in your mind, it's all inside of your inside of your project management um, app so that you don't have to be bogged down with spending mental RAM trying to remember that. That was the biggest thing. Are you kidding me? I would wake up every day, every single day and be like, Oh crap, I was supposed to send this to someone yesterday. Oh no, where are we with this? You know what I mean? I haven't worked on this in three weeks. What is this? Oh, I didn't even know. I thought someone was working on this. Where's the assets for this? Where's, you see what I'm saying? And so don't be like me, okay? Don't be like me, get something. It doesn't necessarily have to be ClickUp. It can be whatever you want. There's a, a, a billion, there's monday.com, there's there's uh, Trello, there's Asana, there's a whole bunch of stuff. I personally recommend ClickUp because it's free. They do have a paid version, but it's free um, for, and it still gives you basically all the features. Um, and you can keep track of everything. You know where everything is, even down to like just doing songs, guys. It's like having a personal assistant, essentially. It's basically is, having a personal assistant. And that's how I always like bring up, because I've got a buddy right now that's in that situation that is like, he's got so much going on, too much going on, and he doesn't have the systems to manage everything. So it's just chaos. So I'm, and he doesn't have, he doesn't have a, a CRM and he does photo and video. So I'm like helping him set up a CRM. I'm helping him set up systems and like start automating stuff. And that's how, what I was telling you. I was like, dude, your CRM, cause I use a uh, pipe drive now. Pipe drive is fantastic. I mean, you want to pipe drive is so powerful. So incredible. One of the best CRMs out there. Um, so I'm getting him onto that and I keep telling him like, dude, this is your personal assistant. You can do just about everything in it. Like the goal there is you don't ever have to open up another email account, like a Gmail. You don't have to really open up anything other than your CRM and your daily activities are all going to be there and you can see your weekly activities and like what's coming up and everything is, you know, if you're working with a specific client, you can note it to that client, assign it to that client. So all of the notes are going to be all in one spot. Yeah, like systemizing that stuff for growth is incredible, which I'm kind of doing. I'm doing the same thing. So I've got pretty solid systems for things um, in terms of like some of the stuff you're talking about and like how I manage clients and projects and all that. My issue is like I'm starting to get to that point where I'm getting weekly and sometimes daily projects doing mixing and mastering work. And so I'm in the process of, okay, I've got automation set up. Like one, I have an automation set up, which I don't know why I didn't set it up sooner. Saved me so much time using Zapier and Pipedrive. If you guys don't know what Zapier is, Zapier is fantastic. You can essentially connect Zapier is like a third party service that connects one app to another and helps them talk to each other so you can create automated tasks. And one of the things I did is 
If you go to my website, nvsaudio.com, scroll down to the bottom and fill out my quote request form, fill out that form, and it immediately takes your information, creates a person within Pipedrive, immediate, then immediately creates a deal and a dollar value for you, depending on what service you're needing. Um, and then it immediately sends you an email trying to get you to schedule a phone call with me. And if you schedule that phone call, then it autom like it'll automatically move the deal over, schedule you, send me an email and set up reminders for me. So it's like all of that. I never have to worry about, okay, someone filled out my quote form. Oh shit. I didn't see that they filled it out yesterday. I haven't emailed them. It's like, it's already taken care of. It creates a reminder to follow up with them if they haven't scheduled a call. So like, that's the sort of stuff that I'm really focusing on. And I really need to like, I'm trying to come up with a good way of automating when a client wants revisions, like to set up a reminder so that I see, oh, I need to revise this track for this client because that's where I'm struggling, where I haven't figured out the process yet. And then I'm also learning, I'm in the midst of learning Python coding because Python is like super high value for automations. Like it is the coding program to create automated stuff that I'm talking about here and like AI machine learning stuff. So I'm in the midst of trying to learn this language so that I can create an upload system for my clients. So they'll upload all of their project information on Dropbox and then Dropbox is connected to my desktop. So it'll be able to like pull those files, open up my DAW, upload, import all of the files, organize them, and essentially do all the non-creative shit that I don't want to do so that, oh, hey, I have a project I have to do today. All I have to do is open up my DAW, open up the project, I'm good to go. This That's is super wild. nerdy That's stuff, but, but it's stuff like that that saves you, I mean, over time, if you, if you think about like download, making sure project files are set up, they're uploaded, downloading them, importing them, prepping the project, like that, is, that can take up to 10 to 20 minutes, depending on the size of stuff. And if you're doing that every day, I mean, even by the end of the week, you're like you're killing over an hour of your time of your work week. So then you look at that over 52 weeks, that's 52 hours. That's over two days that you're spending just working on projects. So it's stuff like that, that, you know, like you're talking about that growth when you are hitting that growth and, you know, you start doing two projects a day. Now it's twice as much time. Now you're spending almost an entire week out of your year working on prepping stuff. So that growth, setting up for that growth stuff is so important. That is something that a lot of people disregard. It's funny because what we're going to be talking about, and we're going to get into this in just a minute, is marketing. And with that marketing stuff comes that growth. So now that I'm thinking about this, we may have to do an episode on growth hacking and like, like setting up for growth because that there's, have you read Tipping Point? Yeah, I have. By I have read, right? Yeah, yeah. I have not read Tipping Point yet. I know the gist of it. I need to read it. It's a great book, but I can feel my tipping point coming where I'm like, I'm hitting that crest, man, where it's about to just explode. And so that's why I'm doing all this prep stuff. And a lot of people, you'll either sense it coming or it comes out of nowhere and you get blindsided. And if you're not prepared for that growth, man, it can be, it can be hell on earth. It's, it, that's a, a lot of times that's where people choke. They panic, they freak out and they just like kind of throw 
a career or opportunity away because it's just so overwhelming. They get so many people trying to talk to them, trying to offer them deals, trying to do this, this, and that. And it's like, you know, just system overload. 100%, man. I completely agree. And another thing, I mean, uh, one for those who are thinking about this right now, I can see, I can foresee uh, an objection coming up as to why they wouldn't want to do that. You know what I mean? It's because maybe they don't believe in themselves. Maybe they're like, ah, like, oh, I mean, I'm so far away from that, or I don't think I'll ever get to that level. Listen, if you are continually doing what you are doing right now and you are growing and you're continually uh, refining and becoming better and better and better, growth is inevitable. This isn't, I mean, this isn't some self-help, you know, like, you know, cheesy, oh, you all, you know, as long as you try, you make like, no, like if we're talking about the facts here, it's like when you, when a human tries to do something and they refine the process over and over and over again, and they do not give up on that thing, they eventually do the thing that they're trying to do. We're, we're just talking about facts here. We're just talking about history. It's 10,000 hours. It's a 10,000. You can't yeah. not have it be done. You know what I mean? You're talking, there's your, your brain will not allow it to not happen. Your brain is looking for the, the path of least resistance. And so if you're trying to learn how to do something, eventually the brain is going to be like, yep, I remember these things. Please stop burning so many brain calories. I'll help you do it. Please just, just stop. You know what I mean? And so that growth is going to come. So that is right now, even if you don't think the growth is going to come, or even you think that you're too far off, don't think that start now. And then also from doing, from setting up the, 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 the growth hack, so to say right now, that is going to help you get there even faster because I'm just saying, I'm just telling you right now, if you are a producer that just sits down at your DAW and you don't really know what you're supposed to work with when you sit down at your DAW, and you're just like, hey, you know, I don't know, I'll work on this song, I'll work on this song, I'll work on what, what, whatever. And you don't even know the status. If, you, if I can't tell you, if you can't answer the question, how many songs are you working on right now? Or if you can't answer the question, where is each one of those songs at? Or if you can't answer the question, um, when are these things, songs going to get done? You are burning unnecessary brain calories, holding that information in your head. Yes. You know what I mean? Put it in there so you don't have to think about it. So you have more brain power to create. You see what I'm saying? So anyways. So I think I think we've beat that dead horse into the yeah game. yeah one hundred percent. Have you? I can't remember if I mentioned this. We're gonna move on to marketing in just yep. a minute. Yes, I, I promise. <laughs> but getting things done by Alan, I can't remember. No, I have no. Idea. I don't know if I've. I'll send. I'll I'll send you a link to the book. And I've mentioned this cool. book many times. But the theory of the book is that like he's worked, he's developed the system, and he's worked with hundreds, if not thousands, of CEOs who work 12 hour days, seven days a week. And like, they never catch a break. And a lot of it is because they don't have this system set up to be able to offload information in their brain and forget about it and know that what they've written down or what they have is going to get done. It's like involved within a system that they don't have to think about. They don't have to worry about. It's that thing where, like you were saying at the beginning, you try to go, if, this is you waking for you. It's waking up a lot of people. This happens to me where I'm laying in bed and right as I'm about to fall asleep, boom, the thing pops in my head and I go, oh, my God, I'm supposed to do this tomorrow or oh, my God, I forgot to do this. And now you can't sleep. So and that's the brain's kind of way of like being like, you forgot to do this. You're supposed to do this. You put this in my brain for a reason. So here it is now. Um, and so the book is all about creating this system, though, where you can essentially offload stuff that needs to get done um, into a system where you no longer have to think about it. And as long as you're reviewing the system and you have your scheduling stuff, you're good. So um, but yeah, 100 percent. Like, And I've talked about that sort of stuff in previous episodes about how you need to get that stuff off your mind in order to clear the space for you to do the things that you want to do and set yourself up for success. But um, 
let's jump into today because we were the actual episode topic. We were texting the other day, going back and forth and mentioning doing another episode. And you mentioned marketing and you said you wanted to talk about the need for marketing. And I agreed that that is a very good idea for an episode um, because it's not even just so much like artists or even I I should say business people but artists feel so uncomfortable trying to sell themselves and market themselves and i think a lot of that is where people are being held back and i'm pretty sure we even talked about it in the previous episode how producers just want to be in the studio and they just think you know all i need to do is keep writing keep writing it's like that writing is pointless if you're not trying to share it with people and that's and that's ultimately what people want but i think a lot of artists almost expect that someone's going to come along and kind of hold their hand and do it for them. And though that can happen, you're probably going to pay a pretty penny for that if they're going to do if they know what they're doing and they're going to do it right. I agree. I completely agree. And so you're you're right. Let's talk about this topic, which is the need for marketing. Right. And this comes with a really big asterisk on there, which is if you are doing music just out of the sake of being a hobbyist, then this doesn't apply. But if you're listening to a podcast like Electronic Dance Money, you are not a hobbyist. You want to do this for a living. So that basically, you know, alienates no one. So, yeah. But if you want to do music full time in any respect, whether you're a producer, mixing, mastering engineer, or you want to make courses or packs or whatever, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you want to do. In fact, it doesn't matter if it's even in music. It doesn't matter if you want to sell sweaters as an e-commerce store. It doesn't matter what you want to do, right? If you want to grow, If you want to scale, if you want to make an impact, if you want to make enough money to live and provide for you and your family, there is certain pillars that have to be in place. Obviously, we've talked about skill. We've talked about the mindset. All those things are wonderful. But the biggest pillar that people avoid is though it's like rotting, as though it's like a a leprosy pillar that we can't get near or else we're going to, it's disgusting. It's the one that everyone hates. It is marketing. And I don't fully understand why. Well, that's not true. I kind of get where people are coming from, but I think it's just their mindset is just riddled with distortions in that. Yeah. And just riddled with untruths and and and, and false beliefs riddled inside fears of and fears, all that kind of stuff. Imposter right? syndrome's probably a big one at play. Exactly, exactly. And so my my goal with doing this is number one, let's let's knock out the biggest domino. The biggest domino right now is the need for you to do marketing. Okay. Not the not the desire, not the not the not the watch, not the oh, if you you know if you have time to do it. No, we're talking about a need. This is a this is a marketing is a vital organ inside of your body. You would not say that your kidneys are optional. I mean, I guess one of them is, but you know what I mean. You're yeah, not say yeah, that. Yeah. Both, you would not say that both kidneys are optional. You can just yank them out. And you'll probably be fine. That's not the case. Marketing is a vital part to that. And and I want to I want I want before we move forward, I need everyone to believe that. I need everyone to be like, yes, I get it. I get why marketing is an essential organ. The reason is this, is that we live in an age, we live in an age, a digital age, where everyone has a bajillion things thrown at them. You know what I mean? Every single day you get on Facebook, you're like, holy crap, someone's pregnant. Someone's pregnant again. Someone, I didn't know that they could get pregnant. That's weird. I don't know why we're just talking about pregnancy here, but you get the concept. Like you get on social media and it's just, you are bombarded with that. Oh, you know, yeah, you, you, you got a freaking, what's the soap company? Sasquatch, Dr. Squatch. You got Dr. Oh, Squatch. Yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. Dr. Squatch. You, you got yeah. Dr. Squatch hitting you up. You got, you know, a whole bunch of stuff. And, and that's just on social media. We're not talking about your friends, your family that are calling you, that are texting you, your work, your health, your like everything, right? Never before in the history of man has there been more things trying to get your attention, 
right? Never, never in all of history have we had this. Our ancestors would go outside, they would farm, and the only thing that had their attention was like freaking cows and pigs and making sure wolves didn't get inside and they go inside and play with their kids and sit out on their porch and that was it. That's all they had, right? They had nothing else. To, the, the demand on their attention was so low. But now in this age, it is ridiculous how much stuff is trying to get our attention, right? So if that is true, which it is, but if that is true, that there are so many things trying to gain your attention right now, and you don't have a strategy to get people's attention on you, you will be destroyed. There are people out there right now that have strategies, that have systems, that have things, protocols set in place to know how to grab people's attention. If there are people out there that have that and you don't, who do you think is going to win? Who are you, seriously, who do you think is going to win? It's not you. It's the people that have those things, right? So that's the first, the first pillar, or sorry, the first dumb, let me say, which is there is an enormous demand on your attention and anyone's attention. And if you do not have something in place to grab their attention, then you're going to fall to the wayside. That's the first domino. Second domino is this. Okay. Why well, I get that. I get why, you know, you know, people aren't going to, or, or, or why I have to have a system to get people's attention, but I kind of don't want to, it kind of feels needy. It kind of feels scammy. It feels nasty, so on and so forth. And I'm just letting you know right now, put that to the side. That is an, that is a distortion. That is, that is an immature thought. That is not a well thought out factual based evidence based thought. Okay. That is, that is to the side right now, because if you want to make an impact in people's lives, if you want to have them experience this art that you have created, if you want to change their lives to the point where like your music saved me, your music made me think about this, your music helped me get through a hard time. Your product did this, blah, 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 blah. If you want to do that, you got to get over this mindset. You have to, you have to, right? In, in, in essence, when people tell me that they're like, I don't want to market to me, that is the most selfish thing that you can do. Because what you are saying is that I know I created this piece of art. I know I made this thing that could help a lot of people, but I am not going to get over this uncomfortableness because I don't want to put it in front of people. I don't want to, I don't want people to see, I'm not going to get over this, this marketing fear, this unnecessary, not factual based marketing fear just because I don't want to share it with people. And it's like, wait, what? That is the most selfish thing in the world. What if the dude that made seatbelts felt that way? What if, the, <laughs> you know what, I mean? what if the dude that made epidurals felt that way? Like, I don't know if it was a dude. It could be anger. I don't know. Anyways, what if the person that did that, you know what I mean? Felt that way. Like how much less the world would have been because of that, right? And so there is it, the, the idea that not marketing is somehow making you more authentic, somehow that is, it is helping more people by not marketing. It's making you seem more real. It's making, you know, or, or the fact, or the, the thought that it's degrading your art in any way is completely false. There is no evidence to back that up. There's no study to back that up. There's no reasoning that once dissected actually backs that up. Okay, cool. All right, but why, that goes on to the next big domino. But why do I have to do the, the used car salesman, the, the, you know, the scammy, you know, do I have to be balding and wearing a button up shirt? And, you know, do I have to, you know, like all the, all the used car salesmen, you know, stuff. what? No, like that is the worst kind of marketing, bro. That is, listen, listen, good marketing. The best kind of marketing, the right kind of marketing is when you have no idea that you were being marketed to. When you sit there the whole time and you are connecting with what they are saying, you're like, Holy crap. This makes so much sense. There's a really great guy. We talked about him on the, um, the last episode. His name is Russell Brunson. He, uh, he created ClickFunnels. He is probably one of the best marketers of all time, in my opinion. 
And I know every single time, every time I, every single time I see one of his ads, every single time I see one of his products, I know, I very well know I'm a marketer. I know that he is marketing to me and it does not offend me, not even kind of. The fact that he has taken the time and refined it and is putting it in such a light that it makes sense to me, I am pleased by it. I'm like, are you kidding me? Thank you. I don't have to spend the brain calories trying to figure out how this applies to me. I don't have to spend the brain calories going and searching through the internet trying to find this thing. You are bringing it to me on a silver platter. Are you kidding me? This is amazing. You see what I'm saying? So those are three big dominoes that we had to get over first, which is the need for marketing, the fear of marketing, and the, the fear of, of being a scammy marketer, I guess you'd say. So what's your comments, Christian? I know you got some stuff you want to say. Here. No, I think you, I think you nailed those perfectly. And I, I think a lot of people, the, the fear of marketing, I, I think the biggest one probably is they don't want to feel like a hack. You know, the imposter syndrome really kicks in. They're afraid of people judging them and whatever it is that they're doing but you 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 fix that by saying you're 100 right and i talked about this in a couple of episodes ago i did a three episode series on like um on marketing your product and like getting like and i did a i i finished it up with a sale with sales like getting on a sales call what that looks like and how to avoid sounding like a used car salesman because when you think about sales too, that's the worst part of sales too, is someone try knowing that you're being sold to is the worst. But if you don't realize you're being sold to and someone's selling you, again, it's very similar to the marketing side of if you have someone who knows how to market to you and doesn't feel like you're being marketed to, it's very attractive. It feels really good. And there's something about it that is great. And so what you're talking about here with like, and, and you do it so well with your uh, comedic videos, your comedic ads. Thanks, sir. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, th those are the best. They're entertainment value, like high entertainment value ads where you're marketing a product, but it doesn't feel like it. And I'm th those are your most shared ads. They're the probably your most viewed. People probably love them. Um, and it's the same thing with, you know, sales is the exact same way. If your, your goal isn't when, you know, when you're, when you're in like a sales call and it's the same with marketing, your goal isn't necessarily, I mean, your goal is to get more clients and to make a sale, but you don't do that by pressuring them into trying to do it. Your goal there should be getting them to decide and you try to figure out if you're the, you have the best solution for them. Because you, I mean, listen, none of us want to try to sell snake oil to people. If we know our product doesn't work, if we know our service doesn't work, if we know our trap track doesn't go well with fans of country music, why would we try to sell them snake oil? That does no benefit to them. It does, does no benefit to us. We're all wasting our time and it just creates enemies. So when you're talking about marketing and when you're talking about sales, it like you have to the goal there should be figuring out the method to which you can translate how you're going to provide value if they're ready for you um if you're ready for them and if you can take it on and if you're that if you're confident in those abilities then it's going to be very easy to be able to sell someone or to market someone um and so this i mean this goes hand in hand with okay if you're year one producing music you've never written music probably not quite there to yeah, market your agree. stuff. So it, it's the same thing where it's like you can try to market it, but what's probably going to discourage you 
is the negativity that you're going to get for track or an artist that is not ready to do this marketing stuff. And you're going to get way more flack than people actually enjoying, you know, signing up for your email list or joining, following your Spotify playlist, whatever it is that you're marketing. Um, so that's kind of, I, I think, a, a key takeaway in, in with those domino stuff is, you know, if, if you can market really well and it takes practice, you know, it's not something you get the first time. The first ad you run is probably not going to be the best one. It's I my ads today that I was running a year and even two years ago are far better. And the campaigns I'm running are far better. Um, you know, e my email marketing campaigns, I've refined those multiple times, gone in and rewritten like 20 emails to like adjust my copy because I learned new skills of how to properly market to people. And getting onto that, you know, talking about kind of providing value that's ultimately what the what your goal is going to be for for marketing is you have to you know within your marketing service you got to be providing some sort of value for it to really connect with people and if you can do that then you're really nailing it um providing that value is going to help that audience grow and want to actually share your product of whatever it is uh do you find that like what do you what do you see as being the best type of marketing in terms of um, cause I, I, we can get in the different types of marketing in a minute, but what do you feel for your product has been the best type of marketing for you, whether it be like content marketing, running ads, or, you know, obviously like it's at some emotional level in terms of like your comedic ads, that's an emotion that you're triggering people wanting them to share stuff. Um, or you're more serious, like laying it down ad that could be, you know, that's not so emotionally triggering, but very much much more technical and showing like I have the answers that you need. Yeah, no, this, this is a really good question. I'm going to, I'm just going to pause that question right there. I'm going to sit it right here for one second. I have one more comment to say about what we were saying and then I'll answer that question. Okay. Um, so the final thing that I want to say about what we were just talking about <clears throat> is um, another way to look at why at least my, I guess you'd say my argument on marketing and how I see it. And I feel like it's very against logic based and fact based is that, when people say, you know, like, I don't want marketing in my career or I, or I don't feel like it's right. To me, I mean, marketing is no different than the argument between the logical side of the brain and the creative side of the brain or the left hand versus the right hand. You know, to me, I don't see them as two separate things. They are literally two parts of the same whole. They are both your career. One is your skill side and one is your marketing side. Right. And so for someone to say, oh, I can just have the skills to make music and not the marketing. It's like, that's like someone coming to me. It literally makes as much sense as someone coming to me and saying like, yeah, all I need is my right hand. I don't need my left hand. And it's like, what the, what? You know, like, why would you, well, I mean, people with left hand, there's been terrible people in history that have had left hands. Okay, so <laughs> you're gonna chop that thing off, really? You know what I mean? It's like, that's, that's kind of how I see it. But they both play a part, you know, just because- The vital role. The vital role in both parts. You know what I mean? I'm like, I don't understand why, why people assume that that this this huge thing this huge pillar has to you know be be basically chopped off and it's and it's 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 just not true it's well, extremely vital like you were saying the other well and the other thing too is people want what do artists want more than anything i mean you po you make a simple post in just about any facebook group any reddit and ask hey producers what do you want most of them i bet i I would argue it's probably 80% are saying one of two things, which is they want more fans or they want to be full time. 
in order to go full time, you need to have more fans. And so, and I actually wrote this in our notes, like in order to get that audience engaged in the content, you know, that's, that's the people, your fans engaged, they stay fans throughout, they support you. You're trying to get that support. You have to add that value. Um, and then you have to, in order to actually get that engaged audience that is going to share that message, you have to have that marketing. The marketing has to be in place. Without marketing, you're not going to be able to share to an audience that cares and is going to support you and is going to share your message with other people. Like the marketing is that key to getting more fans. So like your left and right hand, you have to have both or you don't have to, but it is very valuable to have both your left and your right hand just as much as it is very valuable to have really good music and marketing that play a role with each other. When you have good music with good marketing is when you get that audience that gives a shit about your music and shares it and shares your message and sticks by you. So if you're asking yourself, why don't I have more fans? Why don't I have more plays on Spotify? Why? Why am I not growing? Or, you know, maybe you're growing in the studio in terms of your quality of music, but why isn't your audience growing? I guarantee it's because you are ignoring this vital, important part of running your business as an artist, which is marketing. It's the growth aspect. We talked about growing at the beginning of the episode and how you have to prepare yourself for growth. Well, once you, you know, start marketing is when you're actually going to see that growth and when that preparation for growth really becomes vital. Exactly. I complete. I completely agree with what you said. And really quickly, just to just to wrap this up, so I can answer your other question about the valuable type of marketing. Um, if you if 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 we were in marriage counseling, let's say that we were a couple, Mister <laughs> Christian, right? If we were in marriage counseling, and and you express your frustrations about me, I express my frustrations about you, and the counselor was like, "Great, so, but all my years, this is how you fix what you're talking about right now." If I turn to you. And I say, I see we have a professional right now who's been doing this his entire life. He has the data to back up what he's talking about. He's seen it time and time again. But I am not going to do that for you, Christian. Think about how frustrating that would be. And of course, any logical person would be like, what? why doesn't he just do it? This guy has showed him a way. Why doesn't he just try it? Why doesn't he just do it, right? And to that, I say, exactly. You do not be that person in the marriage. Do not be that person that says, nope, I know that there is a solution here. There is a profession here, professional here telling me what to do. I'm still not going to do it. Do not be stupid. Do not be that person, right? So that's the first thing. And just so you know, guys, the the minute, you know, the, this whole like apprehension to marketing, you're like, ah, I just want to stay away from it. The very second that you put your music out there, you are marketing. The very second you make an Instagram page or a YouTube channel or a Facebook page, you are marketing. I was talking to this uh, this big YouTuber that we're trying to, that we're trying to score a deal with um, so we can promote our stuff. And he said this verbatim. He's like, I do not want to be markety. I want to grow, but I don't want to be markety. And I was like, do you understand you are already marketing? He's like, no, I'm not. I was like, yes, you are. The fact that you are online, the fact that you have a YouTube channel, the fact that you are putting out content, the fact that you are asking content, people to subscribe, if he has a, if you have content a YouTube, marketing. It's content marketing. Yeah. If you have it's a YouTube channel, you're creating YouTube videos. That is, you are marketing. You're marketing at that point. It's like, you're already doing it. You are, well, I don't want to do that. That that style, you don't want to do that style. That style is literally the same as what you're doing. Yeah. Like, I don't understand the, the what are you tell. You know what I mean? It's just, it's so frustrating. It's yeah. so frustrating to me. But, so don't be that person in the marriage. Don't do it. Choose right now 
that you are the one that is open-minded, that you're gonna try things that maybe you don't have all the answers. Maybe you don't understand everything. Maybe it's worth spending a couple of months literally testing what we're talking about right here. And in a couple months, you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, holy crap, you guys are right. This is insane, right? So. And it's a lot, you know, when we're talking about, I mean, marketing can be intense because there's a, it takes one, it takes time. And that's where I think a lot of people probably fall flat too, is where they go, okay, I've heard how important marketing is. I'm going to try it for a month and see how it goes. And after a month, they don't see any results and they go, well, this thing's just bullshit. And it's like, okay, pump the brakes. Cause I'll tell you right now, if you want to get good at marketing and you want to see results and you're just starting to do this stuff, give yourself probably a minimum of one to two years, at least of like consistently creating. I mean, this podcast right now, this is marketing. This podcast is content marketing. I will run ads for my own business, my services. Uh, recently, I was running an ad for a workshop I'm hosting, and I'm sure many of you have heard that ad. So Within this content, I have an audience now that I can now share a product with. So you can see how the marketing works. And the first month of this podcast being out, I think I had 20 downloads and I'm up to over, I think, 16 or 17,000 downloads now within two years. So that I mean, the audience went from quite literally no one, not even the size of a school class to the four high schools, five high schools like it's it's huge now. So, uh, it, and that's two years. That's just two years of grinding of like putting out an episode every single two weeks on the dot, not missing a day. And it takes that sort of time and that commitment and that work and that effort to get that audience. So it's the same thing where you're not going to be able to leave this episode super pumped and super excited and, you know, ready to grind on marketing and do it for a month and expect to get 10,000 fans. It's going to take years of like, like you said, testing, you have to test. And the thing about it too, is the, you know, like I was saying about the goal of sales and the goal of marketing, a lot of people think that like the goal of those things is to directly get, you know, find like, oh, I'm making a sale or I'm making a lead with marketing. That's not necessarily the goal. The goal is to find the tool that gets you the solution that you're the end of the, you know, end of the day solution. Like once you can find the tool that works and this can be, there's so much, and we're going to talk about kind of the different areas of marketing that you can focus on. But I mean, we're talking like ad campaigns, content marketing, email marketing, uh, cold calling, cold emails. Like there's, there are so many different routes you could go with deciding what marketing path to go down, but you don't know which one's going to be the best for your target audience and the, the product that you're selling or the track that you're promoting. So you have to test these different types of marketing. And sometimes it's a combination of both. You know, sometimes it's a Facebook ad to get people to sign up on an email list and then you continue the marketing on the email list. Like that's a combination of ads and email marketing, content marketing and ads. So sometimes it's a combination. Sometimes it's one that just works way more than the others. And that's kind of the one that you stick with and go with. So really the symptom of good marketing is going to be getting those leads. It's making those sales. It's getting more fans. It's getting more plays. Like that's going to be the symptom of good marketing. But your goal in mind for marketing should be finding the tool that gets you that symptom that you're looking for. I agree. I completely agree with what you're saying. And for those that are, um, for those that are like getting, they, 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 they've, they've drank the Kool-Aid, so to say, 
They're really getting into what we're talking about right here. Don't worry, I have a call to action at the very end that literally does not benefit me at all, but I know it will benefit you. So stay till the end because there's something there that I can tell you the next step. You're like, oh great, Wyatt, we're on, we're coming off the mountain now. Oh my gosh, we just took this journey. What do we do now? I'll tell you what the next thing to do is at the end. So stay tuned to the end and uh, I'll, I'll tell you all about it. But I really want to, and by the way, thank you for your comments. I agree with literally everything that you just said. Now let's get into that, uh, the, the question that you had, which was, I believe the way that it was phrased was, Basically, what do I find is the most valuable type of marketing? Was that the, was that? Yeah, right? yeah. Like what has gotten you, what is, what is given you that symptom that I was just mentioning of getting, you know, hitting that goal of you're now getting more leads or you're getting more buys or whatever it Good is, question. which type of marketing for you really opened up that door? Good question. Good question. And so there, there's a two part, there's a two part answer to that. So there's the, I guess you'd say the theory. We'll talk about the theory first. Then we'll talk about the actual application of the theory, okay? So the theory is this. The, the theory of the type of marketing that is going to get me the most results, the most conversions, the most impact, the most whatever, right? Um, is the same answer to how I convinced my wife to marry me, which is the same answer to how I convinced my kids to like me, which is the same answer to how I convinced my in-laws to like me. I don't know if they still like me. They still do be determined now. Um, but, you know, it's the same way that I convinced literally anyone of anything, right? And um, it all comes down to what is my system of bringing people value, right? Because we know, like you've listened to this podcast, you listen to my podcast, you literally go anywhere anymore. That is the, the, the buzzword, which is value. But what does that actually mean? You're like, yeah, you need to bring value to someone. But what does that look like? What does that mean? What does that, so on and so forth, right? Our brains, the way that our brains are formed, I've done an extensive amount of work on this. This comes from 20 years of therapy, let's be real. But um, just going to therapy and learning my anxiety, my depression, and learning how our brain works and so on and so forth. But it comes down to this, right? Our brains, the way that our brains are, um, uh, the, the way that our brains work is that we are literally, I mentioned this at the beginning, we are literally wired to find the path of least resistance. I can literally tell you an example right now that is making, is going to make you itch in your skin. If, if, if I had you over to my house and I was like, hey, because you're staying at my house, will you do the dishes? You say, yes. And I say, but we have a rule with the dishes. You can't just wash them all at once. What you will have to do is take one single dish, fill up the sink, clean that dish, drain the sink, put it in the dishwasher, wash it in the dishwasher, pull it out, put it away, then start with the next dish and keep going. It's literally hurting your brain thinking about it. Like, yeah. why, why would you do that? Why are you doing it? I don't want to exactly, come over anymore. <laughs> exactly. I don't want to come over. I mean, I'm going to be there for 18 hours washing 12 dishes. You know what I mean? And so, and so my, my point to that is, Exactly. Your brain is literally hurting right now. Your brain is like, why not just put them all in the dishwasher at once and put them all in the sink at once? And, and to that, I say exactly, because your brain is trying to, your brain is a problem solver. Your brain is trying to find the path of least resistance. And it is no different with, with value. So humans, no matter what they are doing, it doesn't matter if we're talking about the relationship between a mother and a son, a husband and a wife, friends, co-workers, it doesn't matter who we're talking about, a, a brother and sister, brother and father, brother and uncle, but it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter the, the relationship. If there is someone that can help create the path of least resistance for you, you will keep them around. It is literally against human nature. Unless you are actual, and I'm not saying this in a degrading form, but I'm saying this in a scientific form, unless you are an actual psychopath, this it works every single time. I literally mean that because psychopaths can't like distinguish that. They do not understand the path of least resistance. And so, um, and so, uh, what's it called when it comes to the path of least resistance, when someone shows up in your life and they see a pain point in your life, they see something that you are struggling with and they show you the path of least resistance to get out of that pain, to solve that pain. So that pain is no longer in your life. 
You are literally, you are literally hacking the human brain and they will come back to you again and again and again. It makes no sense. Like Christian, right, right now, let, let, seriously, let's just, let's, let's make this horrific. Okay. Let's say that, I don't know if I want to make it that horrific. It's, it's <laughs> okay. But let's say, let's say that you were absolutely terrified of driving cars. You're just like, I can't, like I get near a car. I have a breakdown. I can't do it. And so I come to you and I'm like, here is this Tesla that has full self-driving. And I give that to you. You like the amount of value that I just brought to you, the amount, the amount of pain that I just saw. Oh my gosh, I can go to the grocery store now. I can, I can go see my mom now. I can go see, I can go, I can go do that. I can go do, all that kind of stuff. You see what I'm saying? Because you have that now, because I saw that. I am valuable to you at that point. Are you kidding me? Thank you. And why would you want me? How, how could I solve that problem for you? And like, oh my gosh, that Wyatt guy. Oh my gosh. Like, why is he still in my life? I mean, he literally made my life easier. Why is he still here? You know what I mean? Like that doesn't it's like happen. A, it's like, I mean, think about if you have a car problem. Who do you, who, like, you're not going to sit there and try. I mean, unless you know cars, but most people, the average person doesn't know jack shit about cars. So you have a car problem. What do you do? You go to the mechanic. You go to the person for le of least resistance. You know you're going to go to, hopefully, you're going to be going to a qualified person. And they give you that estimate. And nine times out of ten, you don't really have an option other than to pay up what you have to pay. Because you have to have your car. You have to go to work. You have to do these things. It's the same thing. Like, you're going to go, I'm going to be out $400 now. But I have to do this. Otherwise, what am I going to do? I'm going to, like take my car home, maybe you have to have it towed home, then do research on what I have to do. And then I have to buy products. And this is possible, you know, my car is out of service for two weeks until I can get the parts and I can actually work on them. And oh, no, now I mess something else up in the car. Now I have to fix that. So it's like, if you know that there's this person right down the road that you can call and they can take your car right now and get it fixed within two days. And all you have to do is pay a few hundred dollars. That is a path of least resistance aside from the other path of trying to fix it yourself, which can take you down an even worse exactly. path. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head, right? You've literally just proved my point, right? And so, and so this, now we understand the theory, the entire theory of marketing, in fact, the entire theory of life, of having friends, of having healthy relationships, all comes down to this concept of value. And so, okay, we got that. Now let's add just like, it's like a 1.5 step here, just to add on top of that. There is literally, and I, and I truly mean this, this is not just a Wyatt opinion. This has been proven time and time again, literally read the biggest business books that has ever existed. Talk to any therapist, talk to any psychiatrist, talk to anyone, and they will confirm exactly what I'm about to say right now, which is this. The best way to bring value to someone is to get them out of pain, period. End of discussion. There's literally nothing better. Okay. There's literally no other way that you can bring more value to them. Humans basically want two things, right? They want pain removed from their life and they want desired outcomes. Well, guess what? Every pain that is being removed is a desired outcome, but not every desired outcome is necessarily removing pain. So like, for example, it's like, you know, my desired out. Well, I guess one could argue that every desired outcome is leading someone away from pain. You know what I mean? My desired outcome is that you can play Zelda with me. Okay. Now, I, now that you're here, I no longer have the pain of you not being here and not experiencing this with me. I guess one could, what, yeah. So one could really argue that the best way to bring value to someone is to remove pain for them. Right? Like when I, and I tell, I tell, people this uh, so long this as you're not a sociopath and you're creating the pain to yeah them, you know away. 
as long as you're not burning people's houses down so they'll come stay in your hotel, you know what I mean? No, you know, like we're not we're not trying to do that, right? Um, yeah, don't create the pain, solve the pain. It's 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 a lot easier just to solve the pain than to create the pain and then solve the pain, right? And so um so I tell people this story all the time. Um when the first time that I met Quicks, um he came to Salt Lake City and uh the first thing I did was like, hey, he's in Salt Lake City, it's probably the first time he's been here, he's never been here before, and he loves food because he's a human. And so I'm be like, Hey, you wanna go out to eat? Immediately trying to solve a pain point, and he's like, Yes, let's go out to eat. And then the entire mindset that I had the entire time that I was with him is I am going to find his pain points and I am going to solve his pain points. Once you start looking for pain points, it's really not that difficult to find them. Just being real. Because people are like, what? What pain points do I have? Are like, really? Like, we're humans. We're literally meant to find pain. If, most time it's to find our pain. Most people once complain. You that exactly. Complain most people complain. Pain point. Exactly. So it's really not that hard to find out what people are struggling with. It's really, really not. Right. And so the whole entire time I was trying to figure out what his pain point was. Well, I found out what his pain point was. It was that he didn't fully understand sidechain. So I explained sidechain to him. All of a sudden, I'm extremely valuable to him. Now he's coming to me with a whole bunch of production stuff, right? And I, I mean, to be fair, this was a long, long, long time ago, right? And he, and it was, I kind of dumbed that down. He was asking specifically about a specific function inside a sidechain, not just like sidechain in general. It's, yeah, not not to make him seem like he doesn't know what sidechain. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So so that is the that is part one of, of making valuable ads is understanding that if you can find someone's pain point, and you can identify that pain point, and then you bring them a solution to solve that pain point. If you can do those first two steps, or not the first step, but you can you literally understand that theory right there. It is going to help you understand marketing well, it's ridiculously easier. Even to you know, pushing that even even more. The it's not even so much just for ads to even content marketing. I mean, take and here's the thing. Like, especially with content marketing, if you can solve someone's pain point in a one minute TikTok clip, in a five minute YouTube tutorial, in a one hour long podcast where we are literally providing you value right now and explaining why marketing is so important, the point of it and why you need to get started and how to get started within this hour, what's happening? We're gaining your trust. So you know that. Oh, you know what? Christian and Wyatt are like, they are dedicated people to helping me out and helping me in this path. And they know what they're talking about. And they're providing this value and solving a solution um, or solving a problem that I have. So if you can gain that trust, that's where you build those super fans. If you can provide that value that gains that trust, that's where you build super fans and people who share your stuff. Remember, those who care, share. So if you can draw an emotion where they go, Oh my God, you have just like, you, you have just undone possibly years of problems that I could have if, if I didn't find this solution here. And there, you know, you might've found it at some point, but if you can save someone time, if you know that they have this pain point that they've had an issue for, with for years and you come in and solve that issue, you've now saved just as may, as much time as they spent wasting. Um, as they're now potentially going to have now you've put them in a better place than they are than they were yesterday and that is massive 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 value so when we're talking about you know providing value whatever whatever is going to get you that trust the quickest again well, that that path of least resistance you can get that trust and what you know i 
I say as a podcaster, and I, Wyatt, I think you can attest to this too, what better way, and even with a YouTube video, what better way to gain someone's trust than them sitting down and listening to you for an hour on something they don't know much about and then go, holy shit, this might be the answer that I'm looking for. You know you got them hooked. They're going to come back every single week. They want to hear more of what you have to say because you're going to solve more problems for them. And if you have problems over here, they may be able to solve other problems that are associated somewhere else. I completely agree. And I want to show, if it's okay, I want to share just a really quick yeah, of example. Of, literally, I was doing this. I was, I was, I was telling Christian this before we started uh, recording. Literally, what I have been doing all morning is filming funnel videos. So filming like after someone's seen my video and they click on the, or they see an ad and they click on the ad or they watch one of our YouTube videos and they click the link in the description to check out our products and so on and so forth. I'm literally filming the videos that live inside of those funnels, right? Today, that's literally what I was doing right before we were hopping on and I was filming the checkout video for this new course that we have with uh, AU5, Matthew Steepier, and Halion uh, for their song, Was It You? It's coming out soon, it's freaking insane. But I'm literally, I'm recording the checkout video right now. So when someone comes to check out, there's a big video up front or at the very beginning and I am explaining their pain points. I'm explaining why they're so frustrating, why those, why those uh, pain points are so frustrating and what to do about them. So I literally have the script right here, right here. I just wanna share just a little bit of it so that people can actually see a little bit of, of what I'm talking about. So obviously I'm not in like my, performance mode this is me just reading it but basically right here i i am stating that like hey, okay so this course is for people this this course is for music producers and songwriters that want to take their music to the next level that want to make higher quality music but they literally have no idea where to go they don't know who to learn from they don't know who to invest in they don't know what course to do they have no idea right i'm i'm pointing out their pain point right now you know that you need to increase the quality of music you don't know where to go though you have no idea who to search for if you're going to YouTube, you're trying to search through things on YouTube and heaven forbid you even find something. It is so hard to find anything on YouTube for any reason, right? And so I'm, I'm presenting, yeah, that pain point, that sucks, doesn't it? Doesn't it suck when you know you need to do something, you know you need to learn from someone, but you don't know who to learn from or, or even worse, you've invested in someone, you've invested in learning from someone and, and, and you're not seeing the results. You have no idea what the heck is going on. Is it because of me? Is it because of them? You have no idea, right? That's, that's a huge pain point, right? And then I just keep going. I just keep doubling down on that pain point, so on, so on, and so forth. And then, and then at the end, here's the answer. How about instead of just going to YouTube and wasting your time and wasting your mental energy, trying to assume that you know who you're learning from, trying to assume that they are uh, properly credentialed people, how about not learn from someone like AU5, who has already proven himself hundreds of times who has a thriving career. How about Matthew Steeper, who's one of the freaking craziest vocal producers of all time, doing stuff for like Elenium, Slander, and Tritonal, and Seven Lions, and Excision, and so on and so forth. And what about Halion, who's one of the biggest EDM vocalists of all time? Why not learn from them? Wouldn't it make more sense to learn from them than someone from YouTube, from, from a YouTube channel that has like 3,000 subscribers that's not proven themselves at all, and you don't even know if they're qualified? Right. You see what I'm saying? You see, you see where I'm going with this? So you see how I'm presenting their problem, and then I'm giving them a solution yeah, for their yeah. problem. There's, there's a rule of marketing that says, in fact, there's just a rule of life that says, if someone can define your problem better than you can define your problem, you will always assume that person has the answer for this, right? If I said, let's just assume for, for sake of example that you have webbed fingers. Well, I, I'm sure you don't, but let's say that you do. I mean, like literally webbed up to like the- the, the like, <laughs> Thank the, God the I top don't. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? You're literally a duck. You know what I mean? Let's say, let's say you're literally a duck, right? And I come to you, I'm like, Christian, doesn't it suck that you have webbed fingers? Doesn't it suck every time you're trying to grab something? It's like, oh, you have to grab it the whole hand. You can't just grab it with your fingers. Or doesn't it suck every time you're like trying to put a ring on, you can't and so on mm -hmm. and so forth? You'd be like, yeah, it does. 
you're not going to assume I'm going to stop there. I'm like, yeah, that does suck. <laughs> right. See you later, man. Have a great day, dude. Have it. You know what I mean? No, like you say that and you and people immediately assume that you have some type of answer to be able to help you. Right. So that's getting into the second part of um, the second part of how to create valuable marketing, whether it's through content marketing or ads or so on and so forth, which is once you understand the entire concept of why you are creating this concept in or this content in the first place is to solve a pain point. The second part of it is doubling down on that, but doubling down on that in such a way that people are like, they're having epiphany moments. There's this thing in marketing called the epiphany bridge where they are watching you, they are listening to you and they are having epiphanies. They're like, you're right, this makes sense. I get it, I wanna solve this, so on and so forth, right? So how it's that like would look the, is it's like, like this. When you're in, it's like when you're in math class and you're struggling with a problem and the teacher or tutor's mm -hmm. walking you through it and you have that click and you go, exactly. Oh my God, I understand this equation now. I understand That's how to solve this problem. That, and everyone's oh experienced gosh. that and it, there's no better feeling than that. It's the same exactly. thing with this. Oh. oh my gosh, like I don't know if you have your, your girlfriend pop your back on a regular basis. I have my, my wife crack my back all the time. And that moment of, it cracks you like, oh, there we go, right? That moment that you just described in the math class is literally the exact same thing. You see that moment of relief, that moment of, I get it, that moment of understanding, that moment of, oh, of needing okay. it. Like you're like, yeah, all of a exactly. sudden, you're now, you've taken them from either potentially a cold or warm lead to a hot lead where they're like, I need this. This yep. is, this is what I need. That's how you make exactly. that sale. Exactly. Exactly. So that part right there, that is what we are going for. Now, in my opinion, by far okay so there's a really great book you might have have read it it's by brendan Kant. It's called the hook point i believe do you know that book i don't but i'm gonna add it to my reading list add, add it to the reading list and let me make sure i'm actually saying that right okay hold on uh and i'll add it to the i've got a book list for everyone too if you just head Very to good. the episode show notes at electronic Dan or sorry enviousaudio.com slash episode 59 that book list will be on there and every book we've talked about in here will be on those links in the show notes as well for you guys Very to nice. go pick Very those nice. up. Yeah. So the hook point by Brendan Kane. So that is what it's called, but that's awesome. That you put it in the, in the, in the, in the show notes. So this book, it was, so when it comes to marketing without getting too, too deep into the specific topic, right? Every single ad, every single piece of content that you have is broken up more or less into three parts, which is the hook, the story and the offer, right? All three of those have to be there in order for someone to, believe what you are saying in order for them to resonate with what you're saying in order for them to act with what you are saying. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, but the, this specific one really talks about the hook. So it's the very first part of that process. And what he, he was saying inside of there is one of the reasons why so many marketers fail is because they don't understand that one hook will never work for everyone. There is different personality yeah. types, there's different type of people. And so you have to use all the hooks. You have to use hooks that resonate with this type of people and this type of people and this type of people and this type of people. You know what I mean? Like, and he goes into what I don't honestly don't remember all of them, but I, I get the concept. Um, but like, for example, what I have found the thing that works the best that seems to, to encapsulate the vast majority of people, that type of hook is humor, right? Is humor mm -hmm. where yes. I'm talking about the pain point. Now there are some people, I don't have an exact percentage, but there are some people that hate humor. I don't understand that to be completely real. I'm, I love, I love, I, be, I personally love laughing. I don't know. Call me weird. So I feel like I this is a weird thing to have an opinion on, but here we are. You know what I mean? And so, but there are people that just don't. So that's when, okay, so maybe not just making funny ads. What if we make like a visualizer ad that looks really beautiful, that's more serious and that 
you know, shows the course and zooming in and out. It's like in three dimensional space and there's all these crazy graphics and that works for, you know, like, yep, the humor did not do it for me. This does it for me. That's the, sure, it's, I don't care. It's the goal and the goal there to play on that. What you're talking about, what you're describing are the high arousal emotions that people respond to. This is, think about your typical news article. It's all clickbait and usually it's fear-based or it's trying to drive an, a sh very strong emotion from you, which like the three strongest emotions that we do have is our, our like laughter, um, anger, and fear. Those are the three strongest emotions that we all usually feel. And lately, as of, you know, in the past decade or so, two decades, that fear and anger is what a lot of media is being pushed in terms of news to get people riled up because fear sells, anger sells, all that stuff sells. So um, if you, you, that triggering of a high arousal emotion, if it's, you know, adrenaline, like what you're talking about, about fast moving stuff coming at you really intense, looks really good. That kind of excitement, that really exciting adrenaline feeling, that's what comes from those. So you really want it, like if you can scrub on those, high arousal emotions that trigger for people that is going to be marketed so much easier that's it that's it right there you hit the you hit the nail absolutely on the head so that's why when we do this valuable marketing it all starts off with the pain point and then we go into like you're just saying to the high arousal uh marketing at that point and there's a lot of different ways that we've done it obviously my favorite way by far just by virtue of my personality is the, the humor side like that's literally it's the funnest it's the funnest to make. It's the funnest to put out. It's the funnest to see the reactions to. But like for the Cryo Masterclass that we did, uh, Justin requested that we actually didn't do any humor. He wanted to do very serious. So I did that. And that connected with people because it really doubled down on the seriousness of what they're going through. And that's great. Um, and then like you were saying, like the, like the crazy visuals, like the whoa, like literally the equivalent of an EDM show into an ad um, that connected on, on a whole different level, which is fantastic. It doesn't matter. Just all of them are important. All of them have their place. But that, in my, in, my, um, in my opinion, that is what creates the most valuable type of marketing, which I believe is the essential question that, we've been, yeah. that you've been asking. Yeah, right? no, okay. I, and I agree. I 100% agree with all that stuff. Like, and to even play, play even more into that, like high arousal um, emotion of the brain, um, one of the, I think I still have it on my website, one of the headlines that I have that converts the most is something like um, stop. I think it's something like uh, stop sharing your music with just your mom, like share it with the world, something yeah, like that. Dude. And it's like it's playing into that fear of like, Jesus, I do want an audience. I don't want just my mom to listen to all my music and her to comment on all my posts saying, I'm so proud of you. This is awesome. Like that's we all love our moms. I hope so. You know, moms are awesome. Uh, but if we're, if you're listening to this, I'm sure you don't want just your mom to listen to your music. Like you want the world to hear it. And so that's playing into that fear of like, Jesus, you know what I do? I do want the world to hear my music. So, um, yeah, so let's, um, I want to see if we can translate all of what we're talking, talking about into selling a track. So we've got to. Let's say there's an artist and I, I guess this could all play into like pre-release promotion and post-release promotion. Do you have you found something and I don't know how much you've played with like actually promoting and marketing tracks themselves. 
Um, do you have any any experience in that in that world? And what like can you translate what we're talking about today into actually promoting a track? What is the sales funnel setup for someone just finding you as an artist and seeing your track either through an ad or content or whatever to them now following you as a fan? Perfect. And the first part that I want to do with that, just like with the last question, is I want to make sure that we all understand the theory behind that and that we all agree on the theory before we move forward. That I want to show why I'm actually credible in saying this, because to quickly answer your question, yes, I do have experience in this and it's quite substantial uh, uh, credentials, to be honest. Um, but and then we can talk about the call to action. It's mm -hmm. like, OK, what do we do after that? OK, so let's talk about the theory b behind this. So just so that, you know, um, how do how do I say this? When it comes to marketing, the answer will always be the same as far as what to do. It doesn't matter if we're talking about selling apples or music or it's funny, Apple Music, but no, that's not what I mean. It doesn't matter. <laughs> just, it doesn't matter I if we're selling two and two together. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> it doesn't matter if we're selling spots or if eyes or you know, no, no, no. So <laughs> so it doesn't matter what, what business we're in, it doesn't matter if you're brick and mortar, it doesn't matter if you're digital, it doesn't matter if you're in India, it doesn't matter if you're in Cancun, it doesn't it does not matter. The answer is always the same. This is what pisses me off. People are like, my situation is different. No, your situation is not different. It is literally the same every single time, which is this. The true religion when it comes to marketing is funnels. Every single time, without fail, no questions, no concerns, no exceptions. It is always and forever will be funnels. Funnels are the thing that convert people. Funnels are the things that are going to get you to sell things, to get people to convert, to get people into your world, to create super fans, to create whatever you want. The answer is and always will be funnels. Oh, Wyatt, are you sure? Because I always see these scammy using people funnels. Again, you're using the argument. Oh, are you sure? Doesn't scammy people have left hands? Well, yeah, but that's does, that doesn't mean the left hand is bad. You know what I mean? And so it forever and always will be funnels. You need a funnel every you, single time. If you're confused about, if you don't know what a funnel is, if you're new to the podcast or anything, uh, Wyatt and I did a full episode on that. We did a two-part episode. So episode yep. 42 of my podcast is with Wyatt where we I think we talked about funnels to begin with yep. Yep. and lead magnets and then um the second half the second episodes on your podcast I think it's like yep. episode 82 or I think it's 82 yeah yeah I, I think it might be 82 maybe yeah, it's either it's between 80 and 82 I know that yep. um so go check that out listen to both those parts we dive deep into uh deep into sales it. funnels lead magnets and talk a little bit kind of about what we're talking about here about selling your actual music itself too. Exactly. Exactly. So yes, go check that out for those that are just salivating in the mouth and can't do it. I'll give you a, a 15 second breakdown. Yeah. Basically a funnel is a, is a step-by-step -step process that you are asking people to do or that, that a step-by-step -step process that you are giving people to do once they come into your world, come listen to the song. And then after listening to the song, Check this out. And after you check this out, go do this. And it's, it, you're ascending people up your value ladder. You're getting people to become indoctrinated into your world, so to say. Right? Turning them into a super fan. It, turning them into a super fan. Exactly. What are the steps? What are the, the necessary? What is the necessary protocol to get people from who the freak are you to? Oh, my gosh, I love them. They're, they're mm -hmm. probably, you know, that is the funnel. OK, and the funnel doesn't always have to be about selling things. It can be. It doesn't have to be, or it can be all about selling things. It just depends. There's lots of different types of funnels, but you need a funnel. You have to have a funnel. Again, people are like, oh, I don't want to have a funnel. It's so marketing. You already have a funnel. If you're literally like, hey, here's this song, you have a funnel. It's a short funnel, Go but it's a funnel. The, yeah, a simple post on Facebook of like, mm -hmm. hey, here's my new track. Go listen to it. 
top of the funnel is the post itself telling people yep. that you have a new track. The end of the funnel would be them. Well, I guess them clicking on the on the ad and going to Spotify or the 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 post. That could be the middle of funnel, and once they hit play on that track, that is the end of the funnel. They That's have, you've made funnel, the yeah. quote unquote sale. You've made that. exactly. You've, you've converted them. <clears throat> exactly. So you're already using funnels. So you might as well use them right. Right. So so I completely agree. It's a very short funnel. But, yeah, very short. But funnel. Uh, but but it, we'll get into that in just one second. So we have the theory. We all agree on the theory that um, funnels are king. They are the true religion. They are the the undescribable or the the unchangeable law inside of marketing. It works for everyone every time, no matter what. You may have to finagle a little bit, but it works every single time, right? So that's the theory. Now moving on to the credentials. Okay, why this is all good and well, but have you done anything in this? Don't you just sell courses? Don't you just promote your podcast? What is all that kind of come on? So let me give you uh, the reason why I am uh, I am qualified in this. I have two friends uh, that are music producers because of legal purposes. I cannot tell you them. If you really want to dive deep, it is you can see a podcast episode of when I did an episode with them. So they have been on the podcast. So fill in the blanks there. But they were two music producers that came together. They collaborated and they released on one of the biggest electronic dance labels that have ever existed. They came to me and they were pissed. They were they were so upset because the uh, label decided not to push it for whatever reason. They went against their contract and decided not to push it. Right. And which, by the way, if you do that with labels, there's nothing that you can do. I mean, unless you have like an amazing lawyer and yeah, one of every bridge. In you have an industry. army of lawyers to beat their exactly. army of lawyers. <laughs> exactly. Which is one of the many reasons why I hate labels. But hey, we'll get to that in just one second. Anyway, so they came to me and they're like, all right, Wyatt, you're the marketing guy. You say you know what to do. Blah, 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 blah. You say funnels is the true religion. Put your money where your mouth is and do it. And I was like, first off, I'm not going to put my money where, I'm at, where my mouth is because then it won't mean anything. You need to put your money where your mouth is, but I'll tell you exactly what to do. So I did. I told them step by step what to do. They did it. Lo and behold, they spent around $300, which translated into roughly 400,000 streams. And it, their, their song started charting in, I don't even know how many countries, a whole bunch. You know what I mean? And they're like, holy crap, this actually worked. And I was like, yep. <laughs> it was strange. Strange how laws still work, whether you believe in them or not, huh? And so... And so that's why, and I mean, there's been many other times where I've helped people do marketing, but that's just probably probably the best example that I can share. So does it work? A hundred percent. Every single time. You need to finagle a little bit? Sure. But it works. Okay. So then the question is, okay, if we believe in funnels, if it is the true religion and why it has the credentials, okay, so what does one do at this point? Okay. First off, you need to build out your funnel. This is the law. This is the key. This is the asterisk. This is the, the rule of thumb. And this is mind blowing to me. Again, this is just so strange that I have an opinion on this. I feel like this is so weird to have an opinion on. But when it comes to marketing, when it comes to building a funnel, if you are spending $1 on ad spend and you do not at least make that dollar back, if you do not at least break even, you are not marketing, you are running a charity. And you know what I mean? Like that campaign is dead at that point. That should be turned off immediately. It has no value at that point, right? The, and again, this just seems weird because every producer does that. It's like, yep, I just know for when I'm releasing a song, I'm going to spend $200 on marketing and I know I'm not going to see that back. It's like, what? You know what I mean? Like, where, where else in the what world does doing? that exist? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, who, what? Like, Walmart doesn't spend $2 million and they're just like, I don't know. Maybe we'll make that back. I don't, I, there's no data to prove that. We haven't done any of the homework. We haven't done anything to test it. I don't know. What? You know what I mean? It's like, that does it not exist sense. anywhere else. It doesn't make any sense anywhere else. So. What you do is you construct a funnel where you know you can at least break even. 
okay? We talked about this a little bit last time, um, which is the concept of a calorically dense brand. So caloric comes from the, the, the word calorie, right? So that's what, you know, that's why eating a breakfast burrito makes you feel more full than eating a leaf of spinach is because there's more calories in one than the other, right? And so, um, so if you have a calorie dense brand, it's really easy to create a funnel. If you do not have a calorie dense brand, it is very hard. For example, if you just have a brand that is centered around sex and drugs, good luck. You are going to have a very, very difficult time marketing um, yourself. Number one, you don't stick out from anyone because everyone talks about that. And number two, <laughs> what's, what's your value ladder? I mean, are you going to have sex with them? I hope not. That's absolutely awful. Are you going to give them drugs? That's illegal. So hopefully not. You know what I mean? It might be fun, but it's illegal for sure. It's definitely <laughs> illegal. That's that's what we call, uh, uh, well, at least the first part, that's what we call prostitution, which yeah. I don't think I can recommend to anyone. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I can't find anyone I can re recommend that to. So so you see what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. it's really hard at that point where as opposed to if you have a brand that is centered around, let's say, anxiety and depression, there's a bajillion things you can do at that point. There's so many things that you can double down on. Even and mu provide. music production. There Music are production. a million topics to go over exactly. within that. With exactly. Go starting from like how to use a tool in a DAW. Like that mm -hmm. is just one minor thing within this massive web of producing music. Exactly. Writing exactly. a song. You get the entire concept. And so so what I would hire or, or what I would highly encourage you to do is first off, make sure that you have a calorically dense brand, something that is deep, something that is resonating, something that is not just about the music. Because remember, we are not just music producers. We are not just beings that are creating music. You're creating it for a reason. Music happens to be the avenue that we are creating the things in, but that's it does not stop there. And if you believe it is, I'm sorry, you are wrong. I will tell you more about your music than you know about your music right now. Mm -hmm. That is wrong. You're, you're telling me that an incredibly complex human being like yourself only stops at making music? what you know what i mean like come on you're not that shallow you are yeah. much better than that so so first off get a calorically dense brand and then you can create a funnel out of that it's like the very first the very front end of the funnel the lead the lead magnet if you will the easiest the, the lowest bar to entry is to get someone to listen to your music right that's the that's the, the literally the first part that's the easiest thing it's free for the most part you can go to youtube you can go to soundcloud you can go to spotify they can go wherever they want it's literally the lowest part of the value ladder yep. And so you're like, cool, all right. So that's the first part of your funnel should always be that is getting people in and listening to your music. Then what is the next step that you can do to get people to resonate with you? Invite them to a Twitch stream where you're performing. Invite them to this like this 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 live stream where you're talking about the deep parts of what your brand is about and bringing value to them. Again, like, I, I can... get them into a group, a community of exactly. your fans. Give them a community. Give them, you know, merch to buy that's like literally about them. So like there, there, there's a really great podcast. This doesn't necessarily have to do with music, but there's a really great podcast. It's based in Utah. That's literally right across the lake from where I am. And it's called, I don't remember, but it's a good <laughs> one. And, and, but basically her, her entire thing, she does a podcast about mental health and she's not a producer, obviously, but it's, it's all about mental health. She, she, uh, this is actually how she gets people into, you know, getting clients for, for, um, for her business. But her entire con she has this movement inside of it which the entire movement is therapy is cool that's literally her catchphrase is therapy is cool and it's and it's breaking down this this old adage that you know therapy is for the weak and only those who can't you know only those who can't control their lives right. go to therapy and so on and so forth and she's breaking that down she created a movement behind it being like no Therapy is for everyone, just like a dentist is there for everyone and doctors for everyone. And if you can create that type of movement in your brand, 
My gosh. So someone who has done this really, really well, and I, I, I love him so much for doing this, is Crywolf. He has created an entire brand around exploring the deep parts of yourself, examining the relationship between you and your sanity and realizing how fragile that is and, 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 and bringing that out. And he has created an entire cult following, which is dangerous. When I say cult following, I really like dangerously close to like being a Netflix documentary. You know what I mean? Like, like that's kind of cult following, but you see what I'm saying? Like, like he's created a movement. And so to get people into his world is so simple because he stands for this thing and literally his music is the lowest part of the, of the totem pole. He, he, they come in, they listen to it. They understand, oh my gosh, yes, I want to be a part of this community. And then from there, again, I'm going to, I'm going to reveal his funnel because it freaking works. And I know it works because I've seen the numbers, but he will literally have people come in, listen to his music from there, bring them into his group. From there, he will invite them to a $15 live stream. And from there, maybe to a concert and may, there, maybe some merch or so on and so forth. Like it just, you know, the, the, the sky's the limit of how you want to monetize it, so to say. But that is his funnel and it works yeah beautifully you know mm -hmm. what i mean like i've seen the numbers and i'm like and also kind what? of what what we're talking about too is like and what i mentioned earlier you're not going to be able to leave today and immediately build the perfect sales funnel and start getting everyone like it takes years of processing of like what works what doesn't testing your different marketing you know email marketing or running ad campaigns creating a youtube channel creating a podcast like Finding what is the best avenue that one you like to do and two resonates with your audience and gets them into the sales funnel. So you got to, you know, take your time to build, get, you know, start drawing out an outline of what you want your sales funnel to look like the process of taking them from listening to your music to them actually, you know, whether, whether the end of the sales funnel is them buying your shirt or buying a ticket to a show can be whatever you want but draw out what is the path that they're going to take. And now you, you know, you have the outline that you're looking for. Um, and by far, I, by far, I'm going to mention this and I'm, I want to make sure you finish your thought too. If you have anything else, by far the most important thing about the sales funnel that we're talking about, in my opinion, is going to be the testing and the tracking of analytics. And so we'll get that into that in just a minute. And I, I hope we can, we don't go too much off on a tangent. Good Lord knows we might because this is the super nerdy stuff that I know <laughs> sure, both of sure, us sure. love. Do oh. you have is there anything else you want to mention on that though? I do, I do, because I want to give uh one more example of how this works and how this looks because I want you to understand like funnels being the true religion inside of marketing is is one hundred percent correct. But the application of the true religion is different for each person, each yeah. brand, each each song, each you know phase of your career. That's there's, the, there's that's a the marketing of... tool of what works to get the exactly. audience where you want them to be. Exactly, it's it's the same. It's the same concept of like when you're sick, the answer is almost always a doctor. It doesn't yeah. matter what doctors. Doesn't matter if we're talking about a brain doctor, a heart doctor, or whatever. And so, but it's and so just understand that you know each person has their own funnel, and and sometimes those funnels are going to be better for some certain seasons in your life and certain certain different uh, seasons in your life. So another example that I have for you is um, a producer and a singer by the name of Ronit. You ever heard of Ronit before? I haven't. Mm -mm. She didn't realize she was doing a funnel. And I told her and she's like, oh, I get it. And so uh, basically, so her entire brand, which again, like, I'm not necessarily saying it's my favorite type of brand, but I love what she's doing um, is all about, she, she has a brand that's very centered around like the dark arts, magic, witchcraft, and so on and so forth, right? And so what I she does- I think you have mentioned her actually. No, I, no, I, I do okay. remember this in the last episode. Keep going though, keep going. Okay, yeah, yeah. So Roni, uh, so she she has centered her brand. She has a calorically dense brand 
that's centered around these topics, right? I'm not saying it's my favorite, but it is favorite to some people, which is fantastic. We can admit this, right? right. And so, and so it's, it's, it resonates with that certain type of people. And so because she has that brand, it is attracting those type of people and the bottom of her value ladder, the bottom, the very entrance of the, of, um, of the funnel is for her to is for people to listen to that type of music. The next step up with that, and and Roni, if you're listening to this, I'm so sorry, I'm probably butchering this, but I'm just going off of memory. I believe the next step after that is like to join her on a live stream to do a moon ritual. And I don't know if she charges, I don't know if it's free, I don't know if it's five bucks, I have no idea, but that's the next step. Mm-hmm. After you come in, come join me to do this thing that's a part of my brand. At that point, it's like awesome. And then the next part of the value ladder after that, I believe is to she offers like i believe it's like a 40 dollar moon ritual kit she's like hey we're gonna do a moon ritual next month if you want to join me and do this with me and have everything literally that i'm doing right here i built these things here's this thing so you can do it with me we can join it could be this beautiful experience and so on and so forth right i don't even know what the frick a moon a moon ritual is but it doesn't matter it doesn't matter this is a value ladder you know what i mean that's the next step and i don't know what the next step maybe the next step is to uh, is to go to one of her shows. Maybe the next step is to actually do some type of private call with her. Maybe it's to get into her inner circle. Maybe it's to buy some of her merch. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It can literally be anything at that point because like I said, if she, if you have a calorically dense brand, you can take that to the moon. Again, if, if, her, if her brand was just about sex and drugs, again, where do you go? What do you do? What's the next step? I can't send you drugs. I can't send you sex. I really hope not. That's very <laughs> illegal, but, but you know what I mean? But you, you get the concept, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and remember, like the first couple of steps of that funnel, maybe even just the first one, but it sounds like, especially with her, the first two steps maybe are that gaining of trust. She's gaining the trust to be able to, like, this is like, I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm doing. Doesn't this seem fun? Do you want to join us? Well, here's the here's the product to purchase where you can actually get involved with everyone as well. So you got to gain that trust in the first couple of steps within the sales funnel before you can really turn them into that converted. Exactly. Converted so the way that this lead. would look for people, just, you know, just as a quick example of how to literally do what Ronin's doing right now is literally you just create an ad. It could literally be filmed on your phone. You can get a camera. You can get a professional filming crew. It doesn't matter. It can be whatever. It doesn't. You don't. Have, your face doesn't even have to be on. It can just be all visualizers. It does not mm-hmm. matter. But if you ran an ad and the ad was like, "Hey, if you like music like this, this, and this, and you show them some examples, then you are going to love this song." And then you play your song, and obviously make sure that your song is close in quality to the songs that you were comparing it to. Right. But but if you like songs like this, or if you like artists like this, then you're gonna love the song. Play a, a version of the song. Then you're like, if you really love that, click the link down below. Because not only am I going to let you have this song. I'm also going to give you something else that you didn't know. So go ahead and click the link below. You know, you're driving curiosity, you're driving scarcity, you're driving all this kind of stuff, right? They click the link, they go to the page. You're like, all right, for me to send this to you and this extra bonus that you didn't know you're going to get, all I need is your name and your email. Literally, yep. and you can unsubscribe at any time. Email. It's free. You collect the email. It's literally that easy. It's that simple. You can unsubscribe at any time. It doesn't matter. I really just want to get this to you. Cool. So you give them your name and the email. Immediately after getting the name and the email, you're brought to the next page where there's a video. And the video is like, hey, thank you so much. I'm going to send you this thing. And this thing is this. Isn't that crazy? It's so incredible. Blah, 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 blah. But I really don't want to stop you there because if you're this type of person that struggles with this and this and this, or if you're this person that really connects with this and this and this and this, I'd love for you to come to this ritual that we have. We do it every single month. It's on this day this month. I'd love for you to come and be a part of it. All you got to do is click the link below. And when you click the, or click the button below and it will add you to or it will add the, the the invite link and the time and everything to your Google Calendar. It's that simple. Go ahead and just do that. They click it. They show up. They show up to the 
the ritual, they do the little ritual at the end. It's like, by the way, this entire time I'm using this box and it really helps me out because it does this and it does this and it does this. And I love, and I, I've only made about 20 of them right here today, but I, I want to give them to you right now. And, and unfortunately I'd love to get away for free, but but these things are, are quite expensive. They create a lot of my time. I want to keep doing these things for you. So let me, you know, they're only 40 bucks. You're seeing the process, yes. right? You're seeing how it's all coming together. And that, that right there, that is going to, at bare minimum, get you to break even. And the gorgeous part about breaking even is that is free fans. If you can spend a yes. dollar and make a dollar back, that is essentially getting a free fan. Well, then it doesn't it's matter if you spend- It's an investment too. It's an investment, dude. It doesn't matter if you spend $100 because you get $100 back. It doesn't matter if you spend $1,000 because you get $1,000 back. It doesn't matter if you spend $10,000 and get $10,000 back. That's free fans at that point. That's literally a way to just continually inject more fans into your world. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, okay, there's my, there's, there's, I'm sure more than enough information. No, on it's funnels. perfect. I think that, I think you, na you nailed everything and it's a very, if, if people are still listening to this and they are still that person that's like, ah, I don't think this is for me. You're out of your goddamn mind. Yeah, dude. I don't know what else I can tell I, you. There's you know? nothing more. You are a lost cause. There's nothing more that we could do for you. And like giving you the answer to a problem you probably have, which is getting more fans. It's the growth. It's it's the going from just a bedroom producer with no fans to having a legitimate fan base. And here's the thing. A lot of the times, you know, a lot of people can, a lot of huge artists either got picked up early on in their career by like a manager or a talent agency or even sometimes a record label where they saw some, something in someone. And it's not the artist that's usually doing the growth stuff that, and the marketing stuff that we're talking about. It's those it's the managers, it's the talent agencies, it's the record labels that are all doing this stuff for the artist, which is how they're getting so big. Unfortunately, that stuff is so few and far between of people getting picked up like that. So we have to pick up the slack to do it ourselves and make our future for us so that eventually those people will look at us and they'll take the job from us and probably do, I wouldn't say a better job, but hopefully, hopefully on par if not better, um, that can really help you explode and grow. So the last thing before we wrap up and we'll let's let's try to let's try to hit this as brief as possible. Analytics and tracking, because this is going to be so we've we've given you the thing you need to do to get the growth that you need. However, there's another shadowy aspect that a lot of people disregard, and that is the analytics because the analytics are like think of think of like meters when you're you know if you're mastering a track or you're mixing a track um and, or even if you're producing a lot of the times the reason why you have meters on you know a compressor or a limiter or you know multiband compression or saturation whatever it is the reason why you have meters is so that you have an idea of looking at what you're doing and you know if you're going to over, obviously you can hear it too if you're overdoing something, but the meter there is kind of like a helpful roadmap that is a visual representation of something that you may not be able to hear um, for whatever reason. Analytics are going to be the same thing for you. They're going to tell you, they're your roadmap of telling you, hey, this is good or this is bad. And there's a couple of specific things that you can pay attention to and that you should pay attention to that are going to help you 
um, know if like an ad campaign is doing really well or a sales funnel is doing really well. And so the things we'll really want, you'll really want to pay attention to. And again, we could do probably an entire episode on this topic. So, and we've already said so much, so I don't want to have us go into another hour of doing all this, but do you have specific measurements that you pay attention to in terms of like, obviously I'm sure like click through rate and conversion rate and all that. What, what specific measurements would you say would be the best for artists to, to be tracking that? And what do those tell the artists? And, um, and I'll, you know, I'll go back and forth with it, with you on this, but then also how do we set some things up? Like what's the best way to set something up like conversion tracking? Now I already know the answer to that as well, but Let's just nail on like, what should we be tracking? What does, what do those analytics tell us? And what's the best way to set up some tracking stuff? I love that. I love that. And, and a hundred percent. So very first off, I want to share, um, it was a talk I listened to by, um, by Zig Ziglar a long time ago. And he said, and it really encapsulates what, what we're talking about right here and, and the importance of, of tracking. So he was saying how one day he went to, uh, an archery class or something like that. And he watched someone put on a blindfold and draw back the bow and shoot it and hit a bullseye. And he is like, think about how crazy it is that someone, think about how crazy it is for someone to hit a target that they can't see. And then he was like, now think about how crazy it is for someone to hit a target they don't have, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, ah, yep, that makes sense, right? And when it comes to the name of of tracking, of analytics, of all these things, um, when, it, when, it, when it comes to tracking, um, it's it's literally the exact same thing. How do you know what is your KPIs, your your key performance indicators? What are the things that how do you know if it's good? How do you know if it needs to be turned off? If you don't have those, how do you know what to do? I mean, literally, I mean, t- here's a great example right now. You you probably have a KPI when it comes to music. If it gets maybe your KPI is like this. Maybe if your song gets a thousand streams, you know it was a good song. And so you need to keep making music right that. If it doesn't, maybe it wasn't, and so on and so forth, right? You already have KPIs in your life. It's just now translating that over to ads, right? So when it comes to ads or marketing or anything of that nature, of course, you said probably the the most important one, which is click-through, right? Which is how many people out of 100 or 1,000 or whatever actually clicked on that, right? So let me very quickly just say this uh, when it comes to, because it, it ultimately depends it's, it's a very kind of hard answer to, to, to answer because it depends on if we're talking about ads versus content marketing. It depends if we're talking about Facebook or Instagram or YouTube or TikTok or whatever it is. You know what I mean, right? But I want to tell you the very, the, the very most important ones that we need to be looking out for. Number one, uh, click-through rate for sure. Number one, or number two, uh, cost per click is the next one. Uh, number three is cost per lead and probably the biggest and most important one, which is cost per purchase. So this is, very, very, to be honest, everything else I don't really care about. Anything else, in my opinion, is more or less a party trick. I haven't really found uh, a reason to care about impressions. I don't really care about, no, uh, you know what I mean? I, I don't really care. Exactly, reach. Like, I, I don't really care. All I care about is, okay, how how much am I spending to get a result? You see what I'm saying? Like the conversion the rate, yeah, like the conversion rate. What's your percentage of conversion rate for everyone that clicks on your ad? That's right. And then what's the cost of that conversion? How much are you spending for someone to click on your ad and exactly. potentially buy your product? Exactly. And one of the big reasons why you want to understand this is because inside of the funnel, if you think about the funnel like Legos, right? Okay, like there's only so many Legos in a funnel, right? There's 
there's the ad, there's the opt-in page, there's the uh, sell, there's the upsell, there's the thank you, and so on and so forth, right? It's just, like, just picture just five Legos, three Legos, four Legos, however many Legos are in your, um, are in your funnel. The fact is, is that if you are not getting the conversions that you want, it's because something is wrong with one or more of those Legos every single time, every single time. There's no, there's no, you know, there's no God in heaven. That's just like, uh, mm, Jerry's running funnels. <laughs> I'm cursing him. He's knee cannot. No, it's not like that at all. It's not some external force. It's just like, you are the anomaly where funnels don't work for you are the anomaly where this doesn't work. No, it's every single time. It's either the ad or the adopted, blah, 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 blah. And the reason why we want to understand analytics is because the analytics tell us where it is. So for example, I was running, I was running a funnel. And it wasn't converting very well. Instead of freaking out and saying, oh, the, the entire thing sucks or freaking out and saying, it's funnels aren't for me or whatever, whatever. I looked at the data. So I started with the ad. The click-through rate, I know our normal click-through rate and I know our normal cost per click, which is roughly around between 20 cents and a dollar. I saw that and it was within that range. I'm like, this is a great ad. This mm -hmm. ad is working amazing. Okay, so all right, so let's, on to the next page. All right. Well, what about the checkout page? Okay. So I know our checkout page is usually anywhere between three and 10%, right? Of people buying. I'm not saying signing up for leads. That would be terrible if that was, I'm just letting yeah. you know right now. That'd be awful if it was leads, but, um, but for it's between three and 10%. So if I, if my checkout page is below that, then something is wrong with the checkout page. Mm -hmm. Oh, of course I'm scrolling down. Yeah. It's because it sounds like I just hired someone that has English as like their 12th language right here. And it's just, this is like, it doesn't even make any sense. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and so cool. I fixed that. So this is why analytics are so important because number one, it's going to take a lot of stress off your brain when something goes wrong. Something will always go wrong. Something's not going to convert. Something got turned off. Something, whatever. Okay. So you have the analytics. Number one, just, just take the, the stress off. It's like, oh, good. It doesn't matter. We got analytics. They can tell us where things are. And once we know where things are, we can fix it. You see what I'm saying? So that's the first part. But the second part is the analytics are going to tell you where to scale. Oh, scaling, scaling. You know what I mean? It is a beautiful, beautiful moment when you realize like, holy crap, this is working. Let's increase it. And then you do. Up that budget. Yeah, you up the budget. And it's bringing in more results. And you're like, oh, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? It is a, it is, it is like a revelatory sacred moment when that happens. You're like, oh, it's, it's working. It's essentially passive income at that point. You exactly. Up that budget, sit back and relax. Exactly. Now I want to make sure that I actually answer your question. Did I actually answer your question? Yes. I might've gotten yeah. a little mm -hmm. lost. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Was there any other concept of that that you wanted me to... No, I think that's that pretty much nails on. I mean, in terms of like tracking, this is where like thank you pages on websites are super important. If you can really the goal there, one of the best ways you can track a lot of the stuff is sending someone after they've completed a step to a page of some sort, a very specific page where the only time someone can get to that is by clicking on whatever step it is that you have so that you can track the information on that page using something like Google Analytics, um, you know, installing in. I've talked ad nauseum how important websites are for producers to be able to track this stuff. When you get someone signed up on email list, if you're sending them to your website and they sign up on there, you can track every single step. If you're getting them to listen to a song, I mean, you could send them to something like a, uh, you know, like a link tree or something. But if you have a website, build the link tree yourself on your own website. Then you don't have to pay for a third party service. You can completely customize it and you can put dollar values on all those pages. You, you get way more information out of that. So creating specific 
separate pages of a website or whatever where you can send people to so that you can track very specific analytics on like, okay, 30 people clicked on this page, but only two people actually clicked on the link that I want them to follow. Okay, what's my, okay, here's my click-through rate for this ad. What's my conversion rate on this actual page? And like you're saying, that's where you can start tracking your key performance indicators, KPI. You can start tracking that stuff and noticing what are my averages over a quarter or whatever, um, you know, over three months, four months, and what what are they now and what, what needs to change within the actual funnel itself with all of the KPIs. Yep. I think that's yep, yep. That's pretty much it. Wyatt, what is the call to action that we've all been okay. waiting for? What should we now do? Okay, so this this applies again to everyone. There is no exceptions to this rule. This is literally it wouldn't matter if it doesn't matter if you're at the beginning, it doesn't matter if you're intermediate or you're advanced, or it doesn't matter where you are, the answer would still be the same. In fact, so I charge $250 an hour to do a consultation. If you paid for that, I'd literally tell you what I'm telling you right now. This would literally be the next step. So you're getting this for free. Here you go. Um, so the next step to do is to go to the website, onefunnelaway.com. And the reason why is I'm not, okay, a lot of people know that this is associated with ClickFunnels. It doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. This is, so I took this, so this isn't, I'm not an affiliate. I'm not making any money at this at all. This is literally me just being like, yo, this is legit. And if I was in your shoes, this is what I would do. This, or this is what I would have done, okay? So there, we talked about him earlier. His name is Russell Brunson. He's a genius marketer and he's created a challenge that lasts 30 days. It's called the One Funnel Away Challenge. And this literally gives you literally everything. Like, it doesn't matter where you are, if you're just starting or if you're at the end of your, or if your marketing journey or wherever it is, this this challenge i'm not joking it blew me away. i've been marketing for years and i took it and i was blown away by it right but it literally like if you have no idea what to do you have no idea what the next steps are you have no idea how to build a funnel or where to build a funnel or what should be in your funnel or what are the words or what is the process or anything like that it's it's literally insane it's literally there's so much value in it and it's so so good it's 100 dollars flat out just straight up just to be honest it's 100 dollars uh, the good news is, is if you take it and then you get one of your buddies to take it, you'll actually get that $100. So if you become an affiliate, you get 100% of the affiliate fees, which is crazy. Um, so, which is, that like literally never happens. Anyways, um, so, but it goes over like literally everything. Like if there's anything in this that we talked about today where you're like, that sounds interesting. I have no idea what to do about that. I have no idea what the next steps are. I know I need to do this, but I don't know where to go. Th- literally, this is it. Like literally, like if it's it's the best thing that you can do. It's the holy grail. Again, I'm not even giving you an affiliate code. I'm not giving you an affiliate link. It is literally, I'm telling you this out of the kindness of my heart because this is the next step, right? Go to onefunnelaway.com. It's just, it's the greatest thing. Or don't, you know, like that's... <laughs> <it's really laughs> or not. Or, or don't, so, you know, literally try and figure it out by yourself for the next 10 years. And then at that point, you'll probably still go to One Funnel Away. So whatever you want, I don't care at this point. We've, we, have get, we have cast the pearls before We've, you. And now it is for you to, 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 to decide whether I am casting pearls before swine, so to say, or if I'm casting pearls before merchants and that they can take them and make it into something even better. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, that's, that's the call to action. One photo away.com. I'm not joking. is going to change your freaking life. I'm so. going to be that. I'm signing up for that tonight. Okay, <laughs> that's what cool, I'm going to be doing this. Be aware, time. be aware. It's intense. I mean, it's 30 oh, days. I believe it's, it. it's 30 days. Uh, it's a 30 day challenge. Stick with it no matter what. Like I got to the end and it was like, Wow, that was intense, but oh my gosh, the stuff that I learned. It literally, I took it last year. I took it last year, actually exactly a year ago from right now, I took it. And 
I can't tell you how much that has changed because everything that I learned in there immediately started applying to our funnels and immediately started seeing more results. Like it was, it's, it's insane. It's literally like the holy grail. Small investments like that into knowledge and like Mm -hmm. actually seeing results is huge. So exactly. Do not be wary of a hundred dollars. There's people that pay thousands of dollars. Exactly. A hundred dollars. So no, exactly. A hundred dollars. Skip driving somewhere and save some gas money. Skip eating out. Like literally like, Getting to your savings if you need to. $100 is nothing. Like, it's this nothing. is, I'm not, I'm not joking when I say this. Like, the return on this investment is going to blow you. You're going to be like six months away from now and be like, a hundred bucks? What? That's like two Nintendo Switch games. Like, are you kidding me? Like, get out of here. So, anyways, so that's the final call to action, guys. Awesome. Wyatt, thank you so much. Do you, I know, I know you just gave a call to action. We're not supposed to give another one, but is there anything that you would like to promote or, Hit anything of that you're currently working on that you want people to check out, go ahead and plug it now. Sure. So first off, subscribe to this podcast. I mean, if you're not like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> why not exactly? You know, I, I don't understand that. Uh, secondly, please subscribe to the the Donation podcast because if you like marketing stuff like this, you want to keep learning from more from music producers and so on and so forth, which is just great supplementary uh, 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 content to to this podcast. I would highly encourage you go check that out over there if you are looking what yeah what do i want to promote right now what what's what's the time frame what is this going to be released what 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 what, what this is literally going to be released tomorrow got it sick okay so okay so the fun okay so the call to action i have if it's being released tomorrow so if by chance i know there's a lot of different types of producers that um that uh listen to the show but if by chance you are a bass head, if you love music like Excision or Company or AU5 or anything that just face melting bass, uh, we just created this course with AU5 called the Alien Weapon Walkthrough. It's literally insane. So he released a song called Alien Weapon, released on uh, Excision's label uh, Subsidia. It's literally a sound design masterpiece. It is insane. And he did an intense walkthrough of it. I mean, like when I say intense, I mean like intense, like showing everything that he did inside of there. There's even the chance to to um to upgrade and get the actual project files of the song itself so you can do a deep dive into it and get all the presets and all the samples and all that kind of, all that kind of stuff inside of there it's literal insanity there's one thing inside of there called the ultra hyper reshifter just by that name alone c- come on really like what you know what i mean so if you're interested in that head on over to donation.net it's literally on the front page it says alien weapon walkthrough it has some lovely cover art of an alien weapon so if you want to check that out head on over there but other than that man that's all i got for today. awesome Dude, Wyatt, thank you so much. Yeah, like he said, go subscribe to Donation. There's a a ridiculous amount of value in that podcast. The guests you have on are incredible. But Wyatt, until next time, thank you so much, everyone. We'll see you later. Take care. Farewell. Thanks for hanging out and checking out this episode of Electronic Dance Money with Wyatt. Had a great time. As always, head to enviousaudio.com slash episode 59 to check out the show notes. All the links to the stuff that we talked about in today's episode will be there as well as all the books if you guys want to pick up some of those books. So I'll see you guys next time. Take care.